Jess. Hello, Elsie. <laughs> How are you doing with no babysitter this whole week? Has it been crazy? Yeah, well, she's back tomorrow, but yeah. It's actually, I kind of was, I've been having a good time with him, and of course, and then I feel sad because tomorrow she's going to come back and I'm going to be sad and lonely in my office while he has a good time with somebody else. Oh, little He's baby. such a good time. He is, the, he is such a good time. He is a good time on two feet, let me tell you. Oh, that's so great. He's happy all the flipping time. <laughs> he's never unhappy. He's ne- never unexcited to do stuff. He, is, he has such a zeal. Oh, so I, you know, I'll be, and if I don't keep myself busy, I'll just be sad. Yeah. We have 8 billion things to do, so it's all good. I know. Oh, that's so sweet. I've actually had a lot of space. I mean, for myself, which has been incredibly huge, huge, huge blessing for me. I've, I've, I've actually had the space to sort of decompress after coming back, you know, Mm -hmm. because when I was on Pittsburgh, it was crazy. And then we just drove over here and then it was like, oh, geez. And for whatever reason, there's been, I feel the space in between moments right now. It's, I don't feel like my mind is so cluttered. And so I've been, it's been a really lovely experience these past few days for me. So That's cool. I know. So I'm very excited. Awesome. And, I, and I've been going out in the deck on the half-finished deck that we have. And it's so great to go out there and sit and work. And the only bummer really is the fact that for whatever reason, bugs find me incredibly attractive. And I, um, I am covered again in mosquito bites. And Randy's like, well, aren't mosquitoes supposed to come out like at, you know in the evening or in the early morning or something like that. Cause I'm not out there at those. No times. dude, they're out all the time. And I am covered like my legs, my arms, my back, any part that's showing I'm sucked. Like Ugh. it's, it's crazy. Don't you have bug spray? Well, I don't like to put on bug spray. I don't like the smell of it. And so I did put lavender oil on myself today, which is supposed to be a natural repellent. And I prefer the smell of that. Uh, didn't really work too much, and then I had no. bees coming on my face, and then I just thought I just quit. Like that in the middle of the really thing, gross. I was like, "I'm done, I'm I'm quitting, I'm quitting." So that's that's really inconsiderate of those bees. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but other than that, it's lovely out there, and I have my yoga mat, and I've been you know just stretching out a little bit here and there, but just for like a second, nothing bad. But I'm like, listen, if you don't want to put on that stuff, then use citronella. At yeah, least. I should at least put some of that stuff around there, right? It just, I mean, kind yeah, of, like burn a candle. Is it that bad that you... I just don't like the smell. And even the, the natural ones that are out there, some of them are very... Like, I just... I personally don't want to walk around smelling myself all day after I put that on. It just bothers me. So <sighs> I know. I know. That it. part's annoying. That is it. So I'll have to figure out something else to do. But yeah, so there's that. Oh, and we have not been able to uh, kind of come back to uh, some of our travel tips, you know, because we had that travel tip episode a couple of episodes ago, and then we had a little rehash last episode. And then this coming episode here, we're finally going to be able to play you back some feedback that we got from Amanda. Uh, and then she gives you all her information. Very, very well stated, actually. And this little piece of audio that we're going to play is about five minutes long, but I didn't want to cut anything out because everything she said was really great and it just enhances everything else we did and somehow I'm, I'm really intrigued by what other people do when they travel and the tips that they have so yeah so, me too so here we go miss amanda 
Hey, Elsie and Jess, it's Amanda Cook from the Wellpreneur Podcast, and I just finished listening to your episode where you were talking about what to pack for podcast movement, and oh my gosh, I just had to laugh. When I had my corporate job, I spent seven years traveling around the world, like a couple times a month, going to conferences and events and meetings, and if I had brought that much stuff with me, I just can't even imagine how stressful that would have been. So I wanted to throw a few of my own tips into the ring because from what I've learned from lots of experience is that it's so much better just to travel with a carry-on and you can do it. Even if you're into fashion and makeup and looking good, which I totally am, you can still do it with a carry-on. Plus having a carry-on is so much less stressful. You don't have to worry about checking it in. You don't have to worry about going overweight. You don't have to worry about it like getting lost and not having your stuff. You just boom, zip through security and you're on your way. It's awesome. So I loved Jess's tip about color coordinating. That's super important. But something that she didn't mention is also dressing in layers because you never know what the temperature is going to be, right? There tends to be Arctic air conditioning in conference halls. So I always traveled with lots of color coordinating layers. So you might have a couple tank tops, some long sleeve blouses, um, like a merino wool thin cardigan, for example, or another cardigan, and then a jacket. And between those, you can mix and match to deal with whatever the temperature is. Another super important thing not mentioned was having a pashmina or a scarf. For me, this is like the key layer because you could use that pashmina or scarf on the plane as a blanket. You could put it over your head if you're trying to sleep. You could wear it as a scarf. You could use it as an evening wrap if you wanna change your look for the evening. And also just to have it in the conference hall if you get cold. So for me, that's the number one thing I never travel without. Something else that I found super useful because you were talking about bringing two pairs of pajamas Oh my gosh, I scrap the pajamas and just bring yoga pants because the yoga pants, you can use them when you're hanging out with your roommates, you can sleep in them, and you can also use them if you wanna do some yoga or stretching in the morning, which is good to move your body a bit when you've been cooped up in a plane and traveling. Also with makeup, I love makeup and it is super important to make yourself look like awake after long conference hours, but also to take your look from day to night like you were talking about, that you don't need to bring everything. Like if you're a lips girl, just bring a red lipstick to go to the evening look, right? Or if you're more of an eyes girl, what about like a dark eyeliner and a different mascara? Something like that, like people aren't paying attention to the details of your makeup and hair as much as you are. So that's just totally fine. Like that'll totally take your look from day to night and not take that much space. Another thing is about beauty products. Oh my gosh, don't bring all your full-size beauty products. This is completely crazy because they could spill in your bag, they take up tons of room, they're super heavy, and bathroom sinks, especially if you're sharing with a roommate, are super tiny in hotels. So decant everything into like little travel sizes, just how much you need for those few days, or you could go to like Target or your drugstore and buy travel sizes, or if you like to use fancier products, a lot of times at department stores, they'll either give you samples of your favorite products or you can buy them from them. So don't bring all your full-size stuff. You're just asking for a spill and a mess. Now, one thing you definitely didn't mention is health issues. And what I found from traveling all over the world is that you can always find basic supplies, right? Humans live all over the world. You can always find something that you need. But something like, imagine Tylenol or, God forbid, Imodium. If you need something like this, you need it instantly. And to me, that's the stuff that's really important to bring. Something that you're really going to need when you're in your hotel room. So 
again, you don't have to bring the whole bottle. I always have like a little pill box. You can put some Tylenols in, you can put some Imodium in, and then also you want to bring like an Alka-Seltzer or whatever your favorite hangover remedy is if you drink, um, just in case, because you don't know how crazy it might get, and so it's good to have some comfort items like that. Okay, and last thing that I always bring is a couple little um, packets, wrapped packets of herbal tea, specifically chamomile, which is really good for relaxing you in the evening if you're feeling wound up or you can't sleep. Um, and it's also good for upset stomachs. And then also some peppermint tea, which is really good to have after you feel like you've eaten too much because you never know how that conference food's gonna make you feel. And the last thing that's always in my travel bag, no matter what flight I'm taking, is a little bottle of lavender essential oil. This stuff is awesome. You can smell it on the plane to help calm down your anxiety if you're feeling stressed out. You could put a drop on your pillow at night to help you sleep better you could put a drop in the bath and you can always if you get a pimple or a spot or a cut you can always put just one drop of the essential oil on it to disinfect it and help bring down the redness so there you go sorry for the long voice message but i just couldn't resist sharing my own travel tips so sorry to miss you guys at podcast movement this year but i know you were talking about spain and if you'd like to throw a podcasting conference or a she podcast conference in spain next year i will absolutely be there have a great time ladies See, wasn't that super helpful? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the yoga pants thing, like, that's pretty much, I, I just use pajama pants. Yoga right. pants, I, I don't have to pack extra pants for yoga. It's just pajama pants, and if it's hot, I take them off. That's it. The end. Like, so, I didn't mean to create a whole... No. No, I mean, she was lovely. But, like, the pants aren't really an issue. I mean, yeah. Yeah. She, she travels all the time, so her... Her tips are great. Yeah, I really, I just, I just, I really like the keeping things sort of simple thing too. Um, I think the hardest thing for us as podcasters sometimes is that we have all kinds of extra gear. I was just listening to another a podcast episode from the Mac Power users and they had a, a, a woman who does a lot of traveling and her job is to produce live streaming events all over the world. So that's like, that's sort of like her thing. So she gets hired as a techni- like a technical producer. So she was sharing all kinds of tips uh, of, you know, how to pack up all the gear because they have to do tripods and they have to do, you know, cables and cameras and how to get through TSA and lots of different tips to, it was so funny. She had this thing where she, um, she only like she takes a lot of clothing that is that I guess it's is it called permeable clothing or whatever the kind that like wick dry you know the material that like just dries on its own usually for like working out and things like that and she says that she only packs dresses like that because what she does is she goes and works out in the morning or she does whatever she's doing and then she'll come home or, or in the hotel and then she'll shower with her clothes on and then what? I know with her clothes on and then Why? while she's in the shower, she'll wash the clothes, right? The clothes that she was just wearing to work out and all that stuff. And then she will just, um, because then she will bl- wash her body and the clothes at the same time. And then she just hangs them in the shower and then she goes about her day. And then, so the next day when she comes back, she's got clean clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I've never heard that before, but it would make sense because she really only takes like two pairs of to, but to, how do you get it clean if you're wearing your clothes? Well, she, I think she she gets them all wet. She's in there. And it's kind of like a, a routine she has. And then she uses the soap from the hotels to clean her clothes. Like basically the stuff that they have by hand. So I just thought that was a cool tip and because the clothes are also easily dryable. So they dry. Who is this? 
I'm going to put a link in the for, for the show that I, I listened and I found so many helpful things. She is, oh gosh, now you've put me on the spot here to find her name, but she is a producer. She's a producer of live streaming events. That is her job. She travels around and she works with people who want to stream live things that they are, you know, working with or whatever. And so she travels a lot through the world to do these things. So she's in charge of making sure the gear works. She's in charge of making sure that, um, what do you call it? Like that it actually, you can actually pull off whatever it is that they're doing, that they have the kind of bandwidth that they need to, in order to, to get this event going, that kind of stuff. So she's... None of this makes her an expert on cleaning clothes. And I don't think showering with your clothes on is going to get your clothes or your body clean. That's my opinion. Well, I'm sure you can take off the clothes as well. But then why not just wash them in the sink? Because then you're, because then you're going to have to come out of the shower. Like, I totally get it. I get it. I would totally do it. You're already in the shower. Might as well wash in the shower. Because if your you clothes? don't wash it in the shower. Yeah, because if you're not in the shower, then you, what would you, that would be an extra bit of time. That would be like you have to have time then to go wash your clothes while you're outside of the shower. Like it'll be like washing clothes time in front of the you sink. You still have to do that anyway because you have to soap twice, once for the clothes and once for your bod and then hang all your stuff up. It's the same time. It's just a matter of making sense or not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's my opinion. I like the idea. I just thought that was kind of neat, but I was like, I would have I'll never say. thought of walking in the shower with my clothes on. So because her name it's is Liana. Not smart. Her name is Liana Lehua, <laughs> and um, but she does a lot of like really cool things. She does a lot of photography. She she shared about how to carry, um, you know, her gear so that it doesn't break, or how to get the best pictures when it's you know raining outside, or you're doing a, like a crazy shoot outside of, um, of what you're doing. And so it was really neat. I mean, I, I got a lot out of it. Well, good for you. Well, <laughs> it's a great show guys. I, and I'm, and I'm probably going to purchase, of course, like a, a bunch of things that she mentioned and as well as a bunch of things that were mentioned in the show about, uh, little gadgets that you would need to like to charge certain things and also like this little device that they had for, um, like, let's say sometimes when you go to a hotel room, you're charged, you're not, you're not like signing into something via Wi-Fi. Like you have to really, every device, it seems like you have to pay for every device on some, in some hotels. So there's this little device that you can do where you can set up like your own little home network in the hotel room so that you can connect to that. So it was really neat. I really like that. All right, cool. Cables and things. Anyway, you're allowed to like it. I think I'm so. allowed to like it. So speaking oh. of tech gear, Miss Jess, yeah. we've yeah. had a lot of questions about how you did what you did because there was all of these questions of Jessica interviewing some insanely awesome people over at Podcast mm -hmm. Movement. And everybody was like, what are you using, Jessica? Jessica, what did you use? How did you yeah. do that, Jess? It was like, like being asked what I'm wearing. Dude. Only at Podcast Movement, it's what are you using? I know, exactly. It's like <laughs> you, you were talking the town, so give it up, yo. And this is sort of like slash sponsor spot here, people, <laughs> full disclosure. But, well, just um, so you guys know, I yeah. also covered this on the MoneyCast episode five. I talked about how I did these interviews and actually how I landed Sweet. them as well. But as far as the equipment, I have Boss Jock Studio, and I use Boss Jock Studio um, – it's funny because I, I've used it a couple different ways. So what the way that I do the money cast is 
I have I introduce it and say this is Jessica blah 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 episode whatever and then my intro comes in and then it fades out and then I start talking and so I wasn't I wasn't comfortable that I personally not that the app can't do it but that I am not skilled enough to do that in any app like because I only know how to do it in GarageBand and I didn't want to learn something else so mm. I didn't actually put the whole episode together but. I bought what's called a camera adapter. This is Elsie's recommendation um, because my mic is an ATR2100. When I bought it, it came with a pop filter and this red googly-doo styrofoam piece that goes on the top. And so um, it looked really super official and important, but really it's just a regular podcasting mic with a doodly-doo. And then, um, <laughs> and then because it's red, though, I think it got noticed, which wasn't intention. I just like the color red. So... Um, yeah, so I so Elsie told me that if I got a camera adapter, which is basically a USB port that one end goes into the USB for your mic and the other end goes into your iPhone, that I would be able to use it. So I purchased it on Amazon weeks ago, weeks ago, weeks ago. And then, you know, I wanted to test it because if it was going to sound like balls, I was going to have to find a different solution. So um, the thing got here. I plugged it in. I did a test. I had it. And of course you have to do a test without your pop filter. Not like what I'm using. You know, I have the whole circular doodly do on top of the red doodly do. I don't normally, you know, you can't walk around like that because you look like a, a jackass. So I had to make sure that it was going to sound okay without the pop filter. Um, so I did a bunch of tests and said a bunch of words that started with P so to make sure that I didn't sound terrible. <laughs> Um, and how, you know, and, and tested like how far away I'd had, had to be from the mic in order to hear, um, which didn't matter actually at podcast movement, because if you listen to the episodes, some of them are much quieter than others because there's just so much noise in certain places, like where I was interviewing people that you can barely hear the other person, but that's just because it was crowded. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so boss Jock studio, once I was done with all the recordings, I saved them. Then I exported them to Dropbox and then I exported them, um, to iTunes, what's it called? iTunes sharing. And what that is for you guys, so, I, so the iPhone has certain apps where you can, you can, when you plug your phone into your computer, you can just swap out the, you can just grab the files and put them wherever you want on your computer. So I did it both in Dropbox so that I could play with them while I was away. And then when I got home, I did it on my computer so I could play with them at home, my computer. Um, I logged in and started to do the intro. So like the podcast movement thing, you know, was the interview itself, but I had never did like a, so I just caught up with Jamie Tart, you know, Charty, an eventual millionaire, and this is how I know her, whatever. And I started doing that on my normal computer. And then I thought, yeah, I don't really feel like sitting in front of my computer because I don't have a nanny. So I used Boss Jock Studio again and did the intro and outro for each of those interviews. And also it kind of was good because it, it's the same volume level as the other stuff. So it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like I had to equalize it, I guess, if that's the right word for, whereas like I have to put, put it against my intro and outro and it doesn't sound like the same volume. But using Boss Jock for the intro and outro of, of the episode was helpful. Does that make sense? I don't mean the musical intro, outro. I mean like the introduction to what I was saying and the outro, like, hey, check out this person on blah, blah, blah.com. And then the musical outro came after that. And that part was all done in GarageBand. But Again, I did. I used Boss Jock with my mic, and then I used um, iTunes Cloud Sharing to put it on my computer. And I'm just going to take a look here because I'm opening Boss Jock. It's cool because, like, there's a bunch of different ways I thought about doing it <laughs> because you can do it in so many ways. So, like, 
when you hit export, besides being able to do like a wave or an MP3 or an M4A, you can also email it to yourself, put it right in SoundCloud. You can FTP. And if you use Libsyn, you can FTP it right into Libsyn. You don't even need like, I could have just plopped it right in there, but it wasn't done. Um, and then iTunes share audio copy, which I don't know what that is or open in. So like, if you want to open it in iTunes, you can as well and listen to it yourself. Um, which is kind of good because you can't listen to stuff in Boss Chuck unless you're wearing headphones. Um, and I don't always, wear, I don't walk around with headphones all the time. So that was kind of difficult, but, um, yeah, so it was Boss, it was Boss Chuck Studio, ATR 2100. I do love Boss Chuck. I did not export it as film, but I know that, I mean, I thought about doing that because I have these great pictures that I took a podcast movement and wouldn't it be silly for me to uh, not do that. So actually what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to open Boss Shop because you can pull stuff into what's called these little carts. I'm going to pull it in from my, um, my regular files and then I'm going to, I think, upload them to YouTube because why the frig not? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course. Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't you? I didn't you? even think of it. I'm just thinking of it now that we're talking about it. Um, so Yeah. Plus your, those yeah. episodes. Was that long? That no, 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 no. That was really good. That was perfect. And it was actually yeah. perfect because I had, and there might be more of this, but I had a, a mini breakdown up here, not myself, but another little person who happens to have only been on this earth for almost four years. Oh, and, no. Um, yeah, she's honestly, dude, seriously. So, yeah, so it was great because I was yelling at her. And then that was the first time that I thought <laughs> this would be really great for me to periscope this. <laughs> because I thought like it would be great for you to be like oh and you were so yeah, serious and yeah, I'm like yeah. all talking about the boss jack thing and I'm here going like blah blah no you got that it's like it had nothing to do oh with gosh. anything and I was just hoping that you would continue talking till she left and she did yeah so hopefully yeah. she won't come back but yeah that's just not she okay Jesus she wanted another game and I said you're not allowed to get another game on the iPad right now you know, like I'm not going to be downloading anything. We are using, we are yeah, together as at this moment. as you possibly can. Meanwhile, I hate to tell you this, but the cable guy came to my house today and what used to be 50 BPS is now 96. I'm sorry. What are you, what are you talking That's about? That's my download speed. Oh, oh, oh gosh. That's sorry. so I know. Awful. It just makes her crazy. I yeah, almost just, want to tell you. When I, I see that, that, I actually brought that. And then just to put a little plug in, I was just on the new media show, which you are going to be on very soon. Actually, there's going to be an episode already out probably for you when this episode comes out for the new media show. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we talked about that. I actually brought that up as a, as an issue um, for both podcast producers and podcast, cons you know, consumers. Mm -hmm. That there's a, you know, cause when I, I posted a, 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 something over on the She podcast page and I said, how many of you guys give me your speeds? I want to see. Cause I felt like I was the only one that was having this issue. And then I realized that there, in fact, that was, that was a lot more than ever. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, well, obviously this is an issue period. There's a lot of our producers who are trying to get content done and they don't have the speeds necessary to conduct a proper interview show, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. And also I told them about the go to webinar issues that we had, you know, with podcasting school for women and everything. And I just thought like, this is just, it's just not cool. And then like Rob Greenlee had something like, I don't know, 100 megabytes up and 50 megabytes, no, 100 something. And then like his up, upload speeds were insane. They were like almost to a hundred megabytes up, which was what? I have like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's so yeah, bad. you have none. I know I have it's three. Crazy. I know. So, sorry. Anyway, sorry. sorry. Um, okay. Yes. So yeah, boss Jack. So then um, we have other stuff to tell you about, right? Yeah. Well, we do have. We have like just this article that came out uh, uh, up for us. Uh, Betsy O'Donovan actually sent. Uh, she posted this link in the group for she podcast, and I thought it was a really great read. I kind of distilled it, and I thought our users here, or our users, our ladies and gents, um, would really benefit from this. It's from an article for Air Media from airmedia.org. And it's called Listen Like an Ad Guy. And mm-hmm. they interviewed uh, the MailChimp, like the, the the head of the MailChimp campaigns, if you will, for uh, marketing and ad buys and whatnot. And it was a very, very interesting uh, interview that he had. Although I think that there's a lot of things that we could learn from it. And also there's a lot of things that are very unique to MailChimp themselves. So um, this is actually what he said that I really, I'm going to, pull some quotes from here. I'm probably not going to read all of it, but this is some of the stuff that popped up to me. He said, for the most part, we're interested in creative awareness for MailChimp, aligning ourselves with great storytellers and great content. We would like people to see us as a company that's supportive of creativity of people who tell great stories and represent those ideas to people. So if and when they're in the market for an email provider, they'll have a good feeling about MailChimp baked in when they're making decisions. And think about like if you had never heard of email marketing whatsoever, like remember back when we were so innocent and young and we didn't know diddles about email marketing? Well, let's say you're listening to Serial and you hear MailChimp. I mean, first of all, having used MailChimp and designed with MailChimp for years, I can tell you, first of all, they're just the friendliest company around. You signed up for them. I got the most soft T-shirt I've ever held in my life with a big monkey on it. It was the best thing I ever got from a company. Anyway, besides the point, like I'm just saying they're already awesome, but for them to target newbies is even smarter because right. they're, yeah, they're already going to feel like, oh, they're funny and they're cool. I like MailChimp. I'm not going to go with AWeber. Who the heck, you know, knows them or cares about them? Who, you know, I don't know. And plus like their interface, I could sell, first of all, I myself could sell MailChimp all day. But yeah. my point is like, it's very smart of them to go after the noobs because they are more user-friendly, but the noobs will already feel that way about yeah. them because they hear them on more mainstream things. So I think it's very smart. It's really smart. And, and again, just to get clear and not be like the guy from MailChimp, it is Mark DeCristina and he is MailChimp's marketing director. He now is MailChimp's um, marketing director. Um, so he's been with them for a long time. But I really love the fact that he said just just exactly what you said, Jess, where it's just good feelings about MailChimp. And so my question is, is like, you know, getting really clear into what an advertiser wants here because they're not looking for people to sign up. I mean, they are eventually looking for that. But he's yeah, really like they, just, want, they want you to think of them when, yes, not now. Exactly, exactly. And that's a huge, that's a great goal for your potential advertisers. Totally. Because for them to be counting downloads and clicks and brand, I mean, it is about brand awareness and it is about reach and stuff, but immediate, um, immediate, sol- uh, not solutions, results. Results, yes. I'm telling you, my brain is Swiss cheese. Immediate <laughs> results just is never going to happen with any kind of online advertising. Even Facebook, it's very hard to get a good immediate result. They have to see it a few times before they click yeah. usually. 
I totally love, I, I mean, and then, you know, and if you have uh, ladies, and this is why I'm asking this too, is because if you have people who are approaching you, let's say for potential as potential sponsors, uh, and they're selling something specific, like let's say a course, because we learned this also the hard way, like in terms of podcasting school for women, when you're going to make a decision, you can't just start advertising like two or three episodes before you launch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It right. has to be, you have to be really deliberate about it and it has to have like a longer tail. So if there's something specific that you're selling, like even social media marketing world, um, you know, Michael Stelzner uses his podcast basically to sell that event and he does it year round. So it's, it's this constant, it's constantly being out there so that it's in their, in their brain, in their consciousness the entire time. It's not about like, oh, let's, you know, the, let's buy this like two weeks before we have the sale because it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. Um, also, something that DeCristina said is that he says, I listen to all the podcasts that MailChimp sponsors and would be listening to them even if we didn't sponsor them, which is a completely very interesting. And I don't think you're going to find this too much on mainstream advertisers. And I'm talking MailChimp as a mainstream stream advertiser because it is a bigger company rather than, you know, maybe uh, smaller people that you guys may be kind of focusing in on about. And for them, it's really finding about the right audience. And he says that every show that we sponsor is a show that I'm personally really excited about. I think that the host has a great point of view and there's great content. So, um, Yes. So I just thought that that was really great that they really, or actually even just he listens to podcasts. So he's a podcast listener, which is something kind of unusual that he knows about podcasting, the process itself, the production, or even the culture of of what it takes to be able to be part of something like that. And that's like, that's something that I think we need to work on with our potential advertisers as well as our own stuff, our own things, especially when people don't listen. And then he said something that was really interesting too, because uh, the in the in the interview, it, uh, the air people asked him. Um, one of the big problems of the podcaster end is how to present yourself. Is it important for podcasters to show downloads, listens per week, or subscribers? When someone's approaching you to sponsor their show, what do you want to see? And he said, it's not important to see number of downloads. How cool is right. that? He said that. <laughs> yeah, he but said that. I know. That's right. And advertisers almost have never asked me that, right. believe it or not. Most advertisers don't ask me that and don't care. So that leads me to wonder, why is it that they're being paid? Like, why are podcasters being paid that way if the advertisers don't give a rat's I think it's just because it's sort of like this is they're not smart. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just because they've done things. It's it's things have been done one way. How would you, you know, shift it or change it around now? Now he continues, though, because this is what's happening, that there are some sponsors who who don't really know. So he says for someone who's buying ads, who isn't into podcasts or isn't listening to the shows, those metrics are important, meaning the downloads. It would be important to tee up one or two episodes episodes that are representative the best of the show, maybe not the whole show itself, but a little reel of like five minutes of really great conversation, a great story. Uh, you know, this is what I've read about. This is what you're getting when, when you, when you get on board with us. So I think that's a great idea as well, Jess, um, especially uh, for us, if we're reaching out to people to be, to create kind of like that, like a little audio reel that we can send people of what we're about in some way. It's sort of like a really massive promo. 
<laughs> rather than 30 seconds, have it be like five minutes, which is cool. And of course, he says that download help, downloads help. And he said, testimonials from other advertisers. That's another thing I think that's generally very effective. If, we, if I were considering a podcast and I saw that two or three other companies that I respect whose marketing is really on point and saw that, uh, not only do they sponsor the podcast, but had a great experience, had some benefits from it, it that would be valuable. So that's really cool. That's yeah. That's really neat um, to, to kind it of is cool. think, at, think um, about it. That's yeah. actually a really good segue. Uh-huh. And we can do a in front of the scenes and behind the scenes action all at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So we have a new sponsor that we haven't talked about on here before. And it's Jerry Friedman's Connect Epic. Um, they're a platform to help you stand out and accelerate faster. So they offer guest searching. So they'll find you guests. They help with sponsorship. They help um, with networking. They have a course and a community. And they also... Um, so basically their thing is if you want to find a guest or be a guest, you go to Connect Epic. It's connectepic.com. And Jury has been in the group since the very beginning. I've seen her basically um, create this company and tweak it and use it, um, you know, and, and grow it, et cetera. And I think it's interesting that, you know, when we were doing this, the, um, spon- the sponsorship for the event, she kind of first just came to me doing the lower level. And then she's like, Hey, I have this new company. I really want to, um, be a sponsor for the next couple of months on she podcast. And it's a good idea because first of all, she's helping podcasters. Second of all, she agrees with our show and she listens all the time and she stands behind it. But this isn't me tooting her <laughs> this half commercial and half lesson <laughs> because I want to tell you about connect Epic, but also she's the per, but also she's the perfect <laughs> advertiser for us because she's a part of our community. Right. Her, her business helps our audience. It's something that, you know, we don't let people um, pimp their businesses in our group for a reason because everyone would do it all the time. And yet, right. You know, and yet her service is really helpful for podcasters because for some of us, you know, we don't have time to find guests or we want to be a guest on other big podcasts and we need like an agent and they can do that. So, you know, instead of scouring Harrow or scouring social media and setting up alerts for need guests or whatever, you can just go to them and they'll, and they'll sort of pimp you out around town. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. So they work with authors, entrepreneurs, course makers, musicians, artists, bloggers, podcasters, and all kinds of experts. But it's cool because, like I said, she knows us really well. She knows our audience really well because she is our audience. Yep. So it works out. So I think it's smart. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like what MailChimp, you know, they like the show. And so that's why it's, that's part of why it's a good match. Right. Because they, they resonate, they resonate with that. Yeah. And, and that's what they were talking about, that if it's on point with the people, because there's also, you know, I, I really dig the, the fact that you're addressing this because there might be other shows possibly about podcasting um, that, you know, would possibly have the same demographic maybe, but it's more about the psychographics that we have. Uh, yes. It's about the type of person that we appeal to and... That is really what uh, what really somebody who listens and really kind of knows who we are as people as well as our brand is going to be able to choose something and it's going to work. So um, because and then this is the other thing about Jerry. Jerry's also uh, like a stay at home mom. She's also dealing yes. with a lot of things that we also understand. Yes. We know how so she, hard that stuff is. Yes. And so there's a there's a level of resonance that it, it just kind of goes back and forth here. There's a level of understanding that's much deeper than anything else. So that's really great. Speaking of stay at home, I just want to say um, congratulations, Jessica Rose. She had a Yay! beautiful 
She had a beautiful little girl. I forget her name. Lucy, I think is Lucy, her name. I love that name. One of the Congratulations, most- Jessica. Oh, Lucy, I love She's a very that. active member of our community, and she's been swangry and pregnant for quite a while. <laughs> and I guess that's what happens when you have a baby in August. But uh, she's very beautiful, and congratulations. Yay. Yay. That. That's so awesome. Moving on. Speaking Mo- of swang. And I know. Speak- about- <laughs> this is so funny, and this is going to sound very strange. Well, well, not very weird, but after we're talking about sponsorship like that. But it's really interesting because now then they start talking about, and this is what he said. Um, again, still talking about DeCristina. De he said, Oh, sorry. Um, start in a place that feels low in terms of selling and is real, great for advertisers and as a great deal. As you build an audience and base uh, of advertisers, increase the rate. Yes, and we're going to be doing that too. Yeah. And that's the truth because, because A, you're not a proven entity. Right. Even if you are, even if you are a proven product. It doesn't mean you're a proven entity as far as an advertiser is concerned. So we can have a huge community and a huge listenership, but that doesn't mean that, that, that any sponsor is going to do well with us, especially since I just did half commercial, half learning lesson. Right. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't want that. Maybe Maybe they don't. Maybe they want, maybe they do want it because it's part of the convo and not an obvious commercial. I don't know. But with us, that's kind of, we'll probably do it partially different ways every time I'm guessing. But anyway, the point is, uh, when I first started Lady Business Radio, um, it was fifty dollars a month for X, Y, and Z. Mm. And then at the time I finished, it was two fifty. Yeah. In two, so I raised it from fifty to two fifty in two years. But also, I mean, it depended on how much exposure they wanted. Did they want access to my email, or do they just want to be on the website? Do they want to be in the show at the front, or in the back, or in the middle? And all that is different pricing. So even if you do start out with advertisers low. You should. You still need a three-tier program. I think a three-tier system. I I, I think that low medium. High. Yeah, I I really love also you know that you're saying this, but it's different when you're saying this and when this guy from Mailchimp who's been doing it for a while is saying it because it kind of just makes. I want all of us to hear that and and just take the oh, but I have to raise my rates. Mm-hmm. Out of the equation, because he says it's really normal on my side to see a rate go up. And he says, if we advertise on a podcast for six months or a year, if that rate goes up by 20 or 30 percent year over year, I expect that. Yeah. Because the audience has grown or there are additional costs because the production value is higher. I would never be afraid of increasing rates. And then he said, don't ever be afraid to raise rates if you've been doing it a while. That's a normal Agreed. thing that people expect. So Everyone expects that. And right. you expect it. Oh, my gosh. Right. If you joined a membership at a, at a one rate and it stayed the same rate for three years, wouldn't you be like, are they even making money? Like, what's, what's going, going on? on? <laughs> Like, why is it still $15? Like well, when other people are doing the same thing for a hundred. <laughs> right. You and know, if it like keeps, it would yeah. be weird. It would be very strange to not see that yeah. happen. And yeah, even if it's like a, a tiny little bit, I forgot what it was that it was something that went up just a little bit. And I was just like, oh, okay. It wasn't huge. You know, it wasn't like from $10 to 20, but it was something like from, I don't know, like nine ninety nine to to 12. I don't remember what the heck it was, but I was like, oh, well, good. I mean, it. There. It's it's moving. It's, it's still a no brainer. But like Leonie Dawson, I did her um, Academy of Life and whatever the heck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Academy of Life and Business. I think when I joined, it was ninety nine dollars a year, mm-hmm. and I had that price for a while, even though she raised it to like one ninety seven. And then there came a point where. I had to renew at the new rate because she was raising it again. So it's like the new rate was two ninety seven. So I had to start paying one ninety seven. 
Mm. But still, it's pretty good. It's like, you know, that's kind of smart to me. It's like, okay, everyone comes in at $97. Okay, we're going to raise the rate. Let's keep the old guys at the old rate. Right. Because when we raise again, we'll move that. And you just kind of move everyone through that big time, bigger number sales funnel. And it works. I mean, it really works because, I don't know, it's once a year. It didn't bother bother me to pay another hundred bucks, you know, and, to and get plus, access. To yeah, totally. And all uh, the stuff. It, it else, anymore, anyway. No, but you're invested. You're invested in that conversation. And that's yeah. like, it's, that's pretty huge. It's a huge, yeah. huge uh, conversation thing here, there. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. So, um, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, didn't to, I didn't mean to, uh, launch into the, um, <laughs> jury thing before we talked about raising our rates because that's important. Sorry. No, that's no, my- no. It's all right. But, um, you know, and then this, got excited. this is the last little bit that I have to talk about, uh, about advertisers, which is, um, like tips from his perspective so that you can, as a pro as a podcast, er, a, bo- a podcast, er, think mm-hmm. about it. So he says, think in terms of making the decision as easy as possible in terms of putting the best foot forward. Anything that makes things easier for an advertiser, that's always a good thing. They generally don't have much time and are trying to make a lot of decisions in a day. See? Decision fatigue. Yeah. So the easier you can make it, the better. So, so what does that mean for us? I think that we head, did a- I have the answer for what I think it means, but I want to know what. Well, I like, just saw is, that it totally. I love the way that um, you made it easy just by creating that media kit, you know, mm-hmm. and then having the three, t- like what you were talking about, the three tiers of the different ways in which people could participate doing it. And then what came with each one of those tiers. So it was mm-hmm. very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, doing the research for them, because also in the media kit, what it had, it was a lot of different kinds of data. So it was mm-hmm. like you you kind of went... Uh, at least you, I think you looked at almost everything that somebody could ask about she podcasts and, and fit and put it in a visually compelling way so that it was easy for them to see it. Um, uh, so anyway, that's, that's what I think is making it easier and also how to get in contact with you. I think that would be making it easier. So you, yeah. you say it, you, you go to me. I mean, in terms of putting the best foot forward, you're right. When he says media, when he says that, I think he means media kit, but I think part of the reason I was able to get so much sponsorship for our event was I could also give them an ad if they didn't have one. Oh, and that right. makes things because really Because you made yeah. that. That was key. And I've never worked anywhere where I was selling advertising and our team couldn't put the ad together for them. Yeah. Because, because, you, ha- because you just have to. Because yep. a lot of times an advertiser is on their own, doesn't have the time, it takes a month, whatever. And you can just go, well, look, I, in fact, sometimes when you pitch, you can mock it up. You're saying use yes, Canva. Totally. Mock it up. If you say, yes, here's an ad our team already put together. Or here's an ad I already did for you yep. in Canva. If you like it, I'll download the high res version and we'll be off and running because then they don't have to bother someone else who's already got 18 things on their corporate plate. Or if you're just doing like me's and use like the little entrepreneurs, like what we had for our, events. Like I did, I did a lot of those ads. Um, you know, Stephanie Pollock, we actually did it while we were talking via Facebook because I don't know, I just stole a bunch of art from her website and just crafted it together. <laughs> she changed the copy because we were just totally doing it on the fly. She hadn't even created the sales page yet. <laughs> 
So we just crafted it together and it was done in like 20 minutes. Well, you know what's really cool about that? And then just giving you a little bit behind the scenes and also giving you a little bit of history of the guys from Boss Jock or the guy, Dave, Dave Mansueto. So we did a lot of this stuff for Libsyn. So when Dave was with, because Dave Mansueto, the founder of Boss Jock, is also the founder of Libsyn. Like he and his other friend, Dave Jacan, and then a couple of them, Ed Philowat, who's also working with him for Boss Jock. And there's a couple of other guys who really worked in Libsyn back in the day. That's, that's, it came from their brains, basically. So mm. there was a point there when I was working in sales for Libsyn. It was podcaster relations was basically the site. It was Rob, Walsh, and myself. We would go over to the podcasters and we would pitch the podcasters on the sales. And then there was a sales team that was actually selling the, the, the ads. And then we would come together after whatever campaign was sold. And we were either going to have the ad delivered, exactly what Jessica said, or, and this is audio stuff, uh, or we would have to create an in-house ad. So you have to, all of a sudden we would get an, we need an in-house ad. We need a 30 second ad with this copy. And then you've got Dave Mantueto and I inside of of an office space with the microphones. And I just had to pretend to do stuff. Like I was the ad creator and he was (laughs) like the the producer of the ad sound. So he was like the edit, the audio editor. And I was like the talent, if you will. And oh, you should, I wish I had one. And one of them was for Halloween horror nights. And I remember I had to go like Halloween horror nights and I had to do all these really weird voices. Oh so my weird. God. It's it was really hilarious. Funny. So anyway, yes, we've had to do that, but we delivered that for the client. And so maybe, and some people heard that ad that was me being some kind of crazy witch ghoul yeah. um, person. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, the only other way that you could um, make things easier for them is something I, I don't actually employ quite yet. Um, I should be, they should be a sponsor for us too, Elsie, is Ad Rotate Pro. It's a plugin oh. for WordPress. Okay. And like basically you upload the ad, you tell it where to go, you put it in a group, you put the group in a widget, the widgets go in the sidebar, in the footer, in the header, wherever you want them to go. You can make all different kinds of stuff with Ad Rotate Pro. But the thing is, you can also allow your advertisers to log in and manage their ads, which I don't do because oh, wow. I'm way too controlling. But I think it's cool that they can have their own user and pass, log yeah. in, see their ad, make changes to it, see how well it's doing. Wow. Yeah, if you want to. I mean, talk about making things easy for advertisers. I mean, I'd like to get to that point, but oh my God, it's like giving up your, it's like, yeah, no, I hear, I hear you. I totally understand. But yeah, that, that's another way to make it easier for them, easy for them as well. And it's it's just another thought. If you do ad rotate pro, yeah, I should ask them to sponsor us because I'm going to talk about them a lot. Probably if we talk about advertising. Yeah. It's the only thing I found that delivers it properly and gives you good stats and looks fine and is customizable. It's really good. I don't even remember how much it is because who cares as long as it, (laughs) if it does the job, I don't care. I will fork it over if it does. It's, yeah, no, it takes it. It takes the work from you, right? It's like you don't have to set up the systems, and and that's like that. That's the hard part. Of yeah, I mean, if I just stuff. had an image on the website myself, let's just say I just put an image in a widget. Right. How am I going to know how many times it was clicked? What yeah. kind of Google statistic, like wizard, do I have to be to figure out what one image, what kind of traffic one image has gotten? Like it's crazy talk. Yeah, you'd have to totally. <sighs> totally figure that stuff out. That would be super crazy. Yeah. No. Oh, well. Okay. So, yeah. 
for an hour already. Can you believe it? What? Maybe not. No, we haven't. We've been on. The, no, no, no. We haven't. I have the. I have the time frame. We've only oh. been forty minutes in. A little bit over okay. forty minutes. Good. So yes. So we have a couple of other little topics here to chat about. Jess, I yeah. have two. You get a chance to tell me if you still want to chat about either or yes. both of these. Whatever. So you go. Whatever you want. Yep. Whatever I want, you pick one or two. Well, there's two that kind of kind of meld into each oh, other. Let's but. talk about the vulnerable one because I just want to get it out of the way. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the pictures, <sighs> dude. So have you got? We haven't even shared them. No, we really haven't. No, That's we haven't. And I, I, I have no. to go ahead. Uh, listen, since okay. we've gotten home, yeah. Dude. I got home <laughs> and I had. Did I even have a nanny when I got home? I no, did. you did not. No, you didn't. No, you're right. I did not. You did and not. then I went to my dad's and then I came home and I still have no nanny. So like it's going now on two weeks where I haven't been able to get much work done. Oh, uh, and I, I had to move my daughter right as soon as I got oh, home. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what happened. My daughter you're went right. from one facility to another. She's actually doing so good. Oh, good, 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 good. Like, even better than she was doing when I posted on Facebook. Like just so good. Ridiculous. Good. good. Anyway, so she went from Jersey to Levittown, PA and I had a. So yeah, that was a whole waste of a day or two. Oy vey, just oy vey all around, yeah. right? So I haven't really had a chance, but we, yeah, we got headshots done by Megan Pangan. Uh, I love that that rhymes kind of, but I'm probably saying it wrong. <laughs> Megan Pangan. <laughs> um, and she is a member of the community also, and she's a podcaster, and she did our headshots. She's a photographer. And she did an amazing job, and we had a really good time. We have some really fun shots to share. But <laughs> I did not realize... And it's funny because I've been looking at my husband, but I haven't realized like since Emily. So I lost 30 pounds of my pregnancy with my son. And um, since Emily went into rehab, I think I have pretty much gained it all back. Like one, I think I joked that last week that one of the things I did to get ready for podcast movement was gain 30 pounds. <laughs> yes, but I don't think did. I was kidding. <laughs> I was, I'm not sure I was kidding because when I saw myself in the pictures... I hadn't realized how much of it I, I looked the same. But now it's worse because I have short hair. So now I'm like a troll next to Elsie, who's like a who's like a willowy flower. <laughs> a thin, so like so like in the pictures, and I'm not even sweating. Oddly, she was more sweatier than me. I was, it wasn't like that hot, or at oh least my I was. But like my hair is very short because it fell out, and it fell out because I had a thyroid issue, and I had a thyroid issue because I did IVF. So I was injecting myself progesterone, then I was pregnant. Then when I you know around four months, when normal people's hair fall out. I just kind of like went bald. It was crazy. So I shaved my head kind of. And now that it's growing back, I resemble a Q-tip. And (laughs) when I was thinner, (laughs) when I was thinner, I didn't mind it so much. But now that I'm heavier, it's just sort of like all roundness all the time. Like, and again, I didn't know until A, we started taking these pictures and B, I saw them when they came back. Because there's just one picture of me and Elsie together and I had to crop it from the waist up because from the waist down, you can take your thumb and finger <laughs> and pinch El- like the width of Elsie and then move over to me and I'm three of her. No. I'm three Elsie. <laughs> I'm three Elsie's wide, you guys. I'm literally three Elsie's wide. Oh, God. I'm joking about it. But the other part of this realization is I don't think of Elsie as – um, attractiveness competition. Not that I think I'm better looking or worse or just whatever. Like I did, like I just, I adore the way, you know, I think she's adorable 
and she has her look and I have my look and there's a billion of you out there that I think, oh my God, she's beautiful, but I have a pretty good, healthy amount of self-confidence or I wouldn't be funny. Right. Because that's what you need is balls, basically. So like, <laughs> so like, I never really thought of Elsie as like that different from me physically until I was taking pictures with her. Because not only is she a willowy flower... <laughs> She's also an ex, I don't know if you modeled. I you, did not. I never modeled. Okay. She's obviously been trained <laughs> in how to pose. Because when you see some of these, it's like a JCPenney catalog. She's <laughs> got complete with like the distant space out <laughs> style look off distance. Like, like she's reading something that's slightly fascinating <laughs> that maybe she can't understand that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe that oh look is the look that you have. It's like the, oh, that's a pretty good <laughs> English. That look. Oh my god. So, um, yeah, Holy she's cow. so photogenic, and like, it's not that I'm not photogenic, but I have like one eye that's smaller than the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jess, you're making this sound. I mean, I get it. I totally. And my hair, but wait, the hair is the worst <sighs> part because then I started feeling like it was sticking to my head. So at the end, I ran my fingers through it, and then it started to look like my curls wanted to fly off my head. <laughs> I had to Photoshop them all back into place. <laughs> No, you did. You did burn your fingers through your hair, and then because it was slightly sweaty out there, yeah, it just it sweat, right. it starting to get wet. It and when it gets wet, you know, it mats down. Yeah, wanted a fuller look. Oh, but geez. instead, I got wings. <laughs> <laughs> instead, I got terrible, terrible wings. I started to look like a um. Oh my God. What did I say? A Batman villain. I <laughs> 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 like square hair. That's the guy I look like. It was so bad. Anyway, we were looking through the pictures on the oh, bus geez. on the way to the stockyards, and I, we were laughing so hard. It hurt. It hurt it my stomach. It hurt so bad. I could not even get it together. Like, after that, I felt like, oh, so funny. It wasn't even just me. Like, I like, but Elsie, of course, looks perfect, except for her blank stare. <laughs> some of those blank stares, those, those, that's what you were laughing at. And I was looking, I'm like, what in the world? I do look like I'm some kind of, like... What are those, yeah. those Stepford wives or whatever? <laughs> it's like a Stepford <laughs> wife model. <sighs> that, well, there's like no life uh, behind those eyes. Super funny. But I Jeez. really actually did not. I felt really self-conscious actually <laughs> the whole rest of the day, like the whole rest of our trip because I was kind of like, oh, I'm much bigger than I thought I was. And it made me feel, I had to push myself to socialize after that because it made me feel troll-like. It's, oh, dude. Well, you know what? This is, I mean, it's... And it's, don't all write in and tell me that I'm not a troll because, you know, I know that deep down. It just, that's how I felt. I never felt so... Tr Listen, and I had three college roommates that were all five, ten. You can imagine running after right. them in college. Oh, my God. Like, everywhere we went, they're like the three tallest women alive and then, you know, and skinny, and then there's me. It's like someone took one of them and smushed them to make me. <laughs> I'm like five, two. And, and curvy or whatever. But this was a whole, you know, I haven't felt that way in a really long time. Most of the people I know are short. Right. Jewish. So chubby and whatever. And like, I don't know. I just I haven't had a photo shot shoot taken with another person in a really long time. And I didn't expect to feel that way. And you, she didn't do anything to make me feel that way. It was completely all in my head. It was completely all me. Megan did a good job. Elsie didn't, it was all me. But it made me feel like the whole next day, like, oh, God, there's no shirt I brought that could ever hide this. 
There's right. no amount of hair gel. And by the way, I forgot hair gel. Oh, Jesus. That's no right. You did. You told me about that. No amount of hair gel that could possibly fix this. No amount of lipstick that could possibly help this. It just was like, it, it didn't ruin the trip, but it definitely rained on it in my head for me. And I'm not sure why we're talking about it or if I need help with it or it's just I'm telling you that was my experience because that happens sometimes, I guess, right? Like I'm maybe not to dudes, but maybe, but. No, I think that, but so what are you going to do about it? I think that's the bigger question here because we all have those feelings. I think that there's been always, there's always been a time and there's, and I can actually think about that and seeing myself in a, in specific images in the past where I was like, I don't recognize that girl. I don't know who that is that is looking back at me right now. And I remember specific times when this happened and I thought like, I don't want to be that anymore. Like that's like, it was like a big, for me, it was like a big transformational time where I was like, I don't think I want that anymore. And, and it was, it was kind of, it was a choice, you know, it was a choice that I had made. And I, and even before the trip, Jess, and I mean, not in, you know, and I, and I'm not in any way trying to like dismiss what you just shared as well, but I, I was feeling that myself. And I know that you'd, in, 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 for the rest of the world, it's sort of like the skinny girls don't go through this stuff, but there comes a point no, where you I know still go through your, that kind of stuff that I happen to be photogenic. Yes. That is something that happens. Like, well, look, usually, it's not even cause you're skinny. It's not cause you're skinny. Cause my husband and his sister and his mother are all fluffy and they all take perfect pictures every time <laughs> you catch them on the toilet, just out of the shower <laughs> or just haven't woken up and it'll be like the perfect shot. I just happen to not have one of those faces. Oh, you but, are very photogenic, though, also, uh, as well. Well, uh, whatever. Between the dark circle, whatever. Yes. Just, I don't and, but I understand. I totally get it. I totally I get it. I work hard to be even slightly photogenic. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yes, you are photogenic. And I know what it's like to not feel like yourself because I actually have a friend who was a beautiful Barbie when I met her in college. And then her she had a best friend that died, tragically. And then she became a completely different person. She just stopped wanting to be the perfect looking person Mm -hmm. and started to actually dumb down her looks so people would listen to what she was saying because she felt like her looks were distracting. And I don't know, she just did this like, she just, you know, she still kind of does that where she like isn't quite herself. It's like part of her is this pierced hippie that smells like patchouli. And then this other part (laughs) is like a nice Catholic, like cardigan pearl wearing lady. She's like in between that all the time. But anyway, I just think it's interesting that, I mean, yeah, it's not, it isn't even like I didn't feel like myself because to be honest with you, I've never been so social at an event. Right. Yeah. No, you weren't. I was either like overcompensating or, but like, I mean, I spent the whole time trying to land interviews and talk to people and hug people and meet people. And like, I even got Sunday night, you're going to be shocked by this. I what? even got out of my pajamas, put on clothes what? and walked downstairs to meet Brian Kane and a bunch of other dudes for <gasps> dinner and I had already eaten two wow. hours prior. That's, that's crazy. You know. That's so, pretty, I mean, that's, I don't know if I would have swung that ever. You know why? It's because you never, I don't, when am I ever going to be in another building full of podcasters? True. Never. That's true. That's I can true. eat, I can be in my pajamas all the time and I am. <laughs> true, <laughs> so, true. So, I mean, I, I forced, but I forced myself to do it and I just forced myself to not, ca- it was like, in my head, I was just like, I'm just not going to care how I feel. You can, it, and I don't know how I did it. Maybe you can explain more, but like, it was like, almost like, okay, I feel this way. I'm just going to feel this way, but not care that I feel this way. 
Hmm. Does that even make sense? No, it, it makes sense. Like, I don't think you know, it's like, yeah, they like wallow in it. I, yeah, Ooh. I don't think it's don't, you know what it is? I don't think it's that you don't care. I think that you're acknowledging it, but sometimes you still have to do what you got to do in a specific time frame. And I think this is how I am about politics. What? That you're just going to do? <laughs> you no, just don't I care? I very strongly that something is right or wrong, but I'm just going to force myself not to care about how I feel. Because if I care about how I feel, then I'm just mad all the time. Then I'm one of those losers posting political rants and being angry about everyone who doesn't agree with me. Like, no, I can feel the way I feel. And then just go, well, I feel that way, but who cares? I can see it from that perspective and from the, from the conference. But at the same time though, it, you know, I ask you again, like, what is this going to do about it? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Like, Uh is it, does it matter to you? Drink more water. Enough. Drink more water. <laughs> Grow out my hair so it covers my body. <laughs> no, I don't know. I actually, I looked into ways of exercising that maybe I wouldn't hate. Where you wouldn't sweat. <laughs> I would probably sweat. Oh my God. I would probably sweat. Um, but you know, then you have to remember to do those things. And that's also part of it is that when I wake up, I immediately feel behind. You know what I mean? Like, so that's part of the reason I don't exercise is like, oh, self-care is the most important thing. And I agree with that. But in my head, it's not because I, I open my eyes feeling like, oh my God, there's so much I still need to do today. Well, I got to tell you that I, you know, again. How do you get past that? Well. That goes into our next conversation. I about think it's about. my overwhelm. Exactly. No, because it's about, it's a, it, honestly, Jess, I, I didn't think. This was going to happen to me because like right before, you know, we, we left in like a couple of months, not a couple of months, I'm like right around like when we had the, com- I'm sorry, what? I'm rubbing off on you in the bad way. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't you. It was really, okay. you know what I'm talking about. I was like, we you know we got in a, in a little tiff with my Ooh. lovely other half. That oh. was very. Like we, like you and I got in a tiff. No, 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 like- not. Did when? No, no, Randy and I. And I, I um no, we do. Okay. And so I shared that with you and it was really it was oh, a yeah. tough time for me. I mean, I felt he was he's a v- very much of a hammer. He's a very big truth teller. He doesn't hold back, not in a bad way, but he's he really just talks and walks his talk, you know? And there yeah. were a couple of things that were addressed in my behavior in the house, not to say that he was just blaming me or anything, but that he brought to light that I had been thinking in my own head and I didn't think they were showing, but they were. And it was affecting the way that I was around him and the girls, you know, and and then it made me very angry with him and I didn't want to deal with him. And it made me feel really isolated. It made me feel like I had no friends. It made me feel like I was a loser. It made me feel ho- horrible to the point where I just wanted to sit there and just be like, I just want to run away. I just want to, I really was thinking, I just want to run away. Like, I don't want to deal with all this stuff for like a long time. And when we had our conversation about the, you know, about me saying no to the trip, this was actually... Uh, it was the night before, right? It was something like that. And I fought so hard to not just burst into tears through that. And it was really what? not. What? When yeah. I was talking to you? Yes, but it wasn't because of what you were saying. It was oh because. Oh my God, that's going to make me out to be so much more of a no, villain. No, because it wasn't what you were oh, saying. Oh I needed to hear that, you see. But it, I was just feeling like. I was so, so vulnerable then. And I really had to dig deep and go back to the things that really matter to me. Like, it's like, I I felt like if you're not- That's funny because I think he was telling you you were too self-involved and I was telling you to be more (laughs) self-involved. 
right? <laughs> it was kind of like that. But you know what? Here's the thing. It Oops. wasn't so much about being too self-involved or, or not self-involved enough. It was really about the fact that I wasn't being true to myself. So it wasn't about the level of, I had completely lost the connection to me. So I wasn't even behaving like me anyway. It was really just this total detached. I was, I was basically the girl in the pictures looking out, looking, <laughs> looking all nice and pretty with nothing going on in there. Cause I get to be really detached. Like I do not engage. I don't engage. It's like you can sense my complete moving away. I can do the stuff and everything that's happening is happening in my own head, but there is no relationship happening on the, in the world around me. I completely detach. So I had gotten to a place where I was doing that. I mean, com- really, really in a, in a non-healthy way. Um, and, and it was affecting my sleep. It was affecting the way I felt in my body, the way that it was hurting me, like little bits and pieces of pain here and there. It was affecting the way that I was eating. It, so many different layers of stuff. And I had to like kind of sit with myself for a while. I mean, you know, there were lots of things that he mentioned. And one of them was the fact that I'm obsessed with my, my, my stuff, my computers and my iPhones and whatnot. And at first I just wanted to be like, oh, shut up, you know, and then I started to think about it. And you know what? I've been obsessed with my tech since I had tech, period. It's just my, my fault, my, my default to attach myself to these devices. And well, because uh, Elsie, I hate to point out the obvious, (laughs) but when you live on a mountain, well, no, no, but see, (laughs) those things are probably making you feel a little less isolated. You know what? Yes and no, because I've always lived on a mountain, if I may say that, in my own head. Maybe. So I always, and so it's not about where it is that I'm living. It's the fact that I make this mountain for myself. I create the isolation. I'm the one that makes the choices that disconnect me from things. And so I had to sit here and I had to really ask myself, like, what, how can I stop this pattern? Because it was obviously, I was not connecting with my girls. I was teaching them basically through my reactions to them that was not what I wanted to do with them. I was not, I was not engaging. I was simply just not, it was like, whatever, somebody else will take care of it all. That happens a lot when you get overly busy. Exactly. And that's what I said. But at the same time, my brain, you know, well, my, so I took a break, you know, I stopped being on social media. I, I just didn't have anything to share anyway, (laughs) not to say, you know, I didn't want to be like, Hey, look at me when I was feeling like crap from the Mm -hmm. inside out. And, and I started to you know, take walks with my girls without anything with me other than the phone, just in case something happened, but I wasn't constantly listening to a podcast or, you know, checking email or whatever, all that stuff. There was a lot of things that I started to do before we left that I was, that I was really being conscious about doing it. It was really hard. And Jess, you know what it was really about? It wasn't so much about the stuff I was doing, but it was my mindset. That every time that I had a moment of quiet, I would say, I'm going to start to create space for myself. It was really just a thought. It wasn't like I'm going to, that I actually did it. It was just starting to set the foundation for this. And so what, I don't know what happened. And when I think the space that being away gave me and the ability, honestly, just to take care of myself and to take a shower every day. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't take a shower every day. I had to ask for a shower today. I haven't had one. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, I don't, I forget. Sometimes it's like, oops, there's another, I'll do it tomorrow morning. And then What's something today? happens. Wednesday? 
Yeah, it's Sunday or Monday. I don't even know. So it was great to be able to take a shower, to put makeup on, to look like a woman mm-hmm. instead of feeling like I just rolled out of bed. And there are times, just like you said, it. I never take off my pajamas. I don't brush my hair. I don't put any makeup on. I don't, you know, cut my fingernail. I mean, whatever, all that stuff, that small little things that are girly, I don't do. And I felt like, you know, when I come back, I'm like, I have to, I have to remember that I feel good about that. It feels nice that I am a woman and yeah. you know, all of these little things. So that's really helped me. And for whatever reason, and I don't know, maybe it is my mindset coming back feels like there's so much space. And mind you, we are also not doing anything right now. We're not prepared. Like we don't have something to launch that we have to do. We have things that we're working on. Absolutely but it doesn't feel overwhelming. And so I've, I feel like I have the space. Like, I've, I, like I told you, I've been on my deck now three days in a row and I've gotten on my yoga mat three days in a row and that has not happened in years. So Yeah, well, don't get used to it. No, I know. <laughs> something in two weeks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like it just, gave me, it just gave me pause. It gave me space and it makes me, my brain is happier. Um, and I feel like I can make better choices. It's, it's, and it's also opened up a lot of other kind of thoughts about how I want what I want, you know, and, and the yeah. things that don't work for me. So that's why I'm asking for you, I guess it's like, do you have that space for yourself? Do you want to change or do, do you want to just comp- do it again and stick it somewhere and not deal with it, even though that's how you're feeling? Cause if not, it's going to come and bite you in the behind. Um, no, I do want to change it. I do want to be more active. I do want to take better care of myself. I, I, I mean, I'm right there with you in that the self-care is the last thing, but it's, I mean, cutting my fingernails, it's like, you know, having my roots dyed, having my eyebrows waxed, having my feet painted. I went for so long walking around without a pedicure, which is like, by the way, in my family, unheard of. Yeah. You don't walk around with unpainted toes. It's like barbaric <laughs> in my family. And, you know, and so my mother would be so ashamed, but like, um, it's just that kind of stuff. I don't know. But I also don't go to the doctor. I haven't gone to the dentist. I haven't, you know, yeah. there's just stuff that I just have. And, and it's, and I, of course I blame busy on it, but again, it's also my head. And in my head, it's like, well, I can't do that because I already feel behind. I always feel behind. And I don't know what, what's going to have to happen in order for me to not feel behind or for do you me think to that feel that's like, cause, cause I, cause I'm using that as an excuse as well. And what I'm saying is like now, every time that thought comes into my head, I'm trying my best to, to, to snip it in the bud and be like, you know what? I can make the time to do this. I can go sit down outside for a second. I can play a game or read a book with my girls without obsessing over the fact that I'm going to get an email that I need to respond to right now. So I'm giving myself those moments. And that's like just, you know, what, 10, 15 minutes here and there without thinking I have to do all of these other things. Yeah, it helps. Those things help. Yes. Just turning it off and saying no to technology helps me. But then, you know, when I come back to it, I feel guilty at how behind I am. <laughs> no, because so, there's a lot. Yeah, but there's, yeah, and I get it. I mean, I that's finally part of being busy. I mean, isn't that a part of growing and being busy? I mean, this She Podcasting, I feel busier and more in demand than I ever did in my own business alone. Even when I had yeah. 20 clients I was working on design stuff with. Right. Like, I still feel... There's a lot. I mean, I on I get you because I started More to write a demand. Yeah, I started to work on a list also of a lot of different things that are coming our way or that we that I would love to work on. You know, right. for or us and stuff. In. And right. to, yeah, and it's kind of crazy. But now I kind of 
I, I think what I feel is the buffer in between the things and myself. And before I felt like I was in it. I felt like I was in, ev- in between every single to-do item. <laughs> I yeah. was actually crawling in the middle of the text. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I was like stuck and I'm like, oh my God, I can't get out. Whereas yeah. now I, f- I feel like there's a buffer in between that to-do list of that thing and me. Um, but, but I'm, you know, I started just with my mind. I don't know if it'll keep up because at this moment I'm feeling pretty good. And, and I keep looking back going like, this is insane because literally just a, a month ago I was feeling... I was feeling so overwhelmed. I didn't even know what I wanted. I didn't even, I was so not happy. The only thing, and I, this is really sad, not sad. I mean, it's, well, the only thing that was making me happy was doing She Podcast. Like that was like what yeah, I loved. That's like, pretty much right. That's, I, I just wanted to get behind the mic and record and work on the show. And that's it. Like I did. That's didn't, all I want to do. That's exactly right. And, and that's then why I, I didn't want to do, but it. we'll see. Well, the thing is, I didn't want to deal with, family. I didn't want to be a mom. I didn't want to take care oh. of myself. I didn't, that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing I wanted when to do. When you have a baby, those things get blocked out of time anyway. Yeah. Like I have a nanny from this to this, then I'm mommy from four to eight. Then I can either go back to doing she podcasts or I can lay here and piddle on my phone while I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like my, my mommy time is blocked out. Would it, and I know that your days with them are less structured, but you could structure in mommy time and work time every day at the same time. Yeah. And I if think- you, Maybe yeah. that would even help you feel a little more balanced. Because I know it's balanced because like like I said, yeah, I don't start till nine. I'm done at, you know, I come out around 12 and I, you know, play with him for a few minutes and it's pretty structured. That, that helps me not feel like I don't want to be around my family. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. And, and now it's been better because now I've set, I've started to do that, at least uh, schedule it for myself so that I could, that I make sure that that is happening. And, you know, something else that's been really huge is the fact that now my house is about 75% organized, you know, and that's before, awesome. I mean, it took me so long Mine's to get to worse. this point, you know, because we don't have closet space. We don't have, clo- like, there is none. So everything, there's no shelves either. So it's not like we could put stuff place like there there was nowhere to put stuff so it was an an internal amount of chaos everywhere and now there is now there's like about 75 percent of my things have a home and that makes me really happy because I can clean up so much faster and I don't feel like I'm just moving things from one corner of the room to the next I'm actually I'm actually having the opposite problem but that's because I have a baby oh right yeah. And I have a nanny who's related to us so she doesn't have a lot invested in keeping things clean Hmm. She yeah. leaves a trail. So there's like a bottle here and her glass of water there and her shoes on the floor and her diaper over here. It's just annoying. So I I always feel like my house is exploding in shit. Yeah. Well, and I can't to contain it. Uh, you know? I, that is happening for me as well. But now at least I know where to put it. So that, yeah, right. that, that was it. Because it's constantly. I mean, I'm going to go downstairs yeah. and I'm going to see an explosion. I just cleaned up. And I know when yeah, I go down there, it'll cool. be a huge that's, mess. That's normal. You just need shelves where you can move the mess. You just yeah, move it around. Exactly. Just move it around. You'll be good. That's what my husband likes to do. Move it around, put it in a drawer. We have drawer. I mean, just all every drawer that belongs to Scott is so stuffed to the top that he can't open them. Seriously. <laughs> and I mean desk, night table, dresser. He even I even buy him little chests so he can fill the drawers full of things. Aww. That's what I bought him for his birthday is a chest so he could fill it up. That's cute. <laughs> That's so sweet how you can just <laughs> add to his Drek. Yeah. There's stuff. Oh goodness <laughs> yeah, right. gracious. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so we'd love to hear from you guys about 
All this know. stuff. Any I mean, it. all the stuff. Even like, I mean, obviously oh, we started no. talking about sponsorship and all Eight. that kind of stuff. And then we delved into all this personal Ten. stuff. So anything Ten. that resonated with you guys, we would love to hear from you because I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know. And I know some of you guys saw us taking those pictures. And there, some of yeah. those are so funny. We have to share them. They're hilarious. Um, yeah. I just want to know how many of you use your business or podcast to not do stuff oh, that you're supposed to do that it's good for you. Actually. That is such a great question. Say that again, Jess. How many of you out there are using your business or your podcast or being busy as a reason either not to be healthy, take care of yourself, spend time with your family, work out, eat better, drink water, or feel better, or go to the doctor, or whatever it is that you're avoiding doing by working and using your tech. Mm-hmm. I would just just so that we don't feel like uh, we're you, losers. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, worst moms in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally, I love it. I, I love yeah. that question. I think that that's like your thing for you to do today. And even if, you know what, ladies and gents, even if you don't send us feedback, we would love to have your voice feedback. You could send us over on speakpipe.com slash she podcast. You only get 90 seconds. You're going to have to get very, very short, or you yeah. can attach an audio file and send it over to feedback at shepodcast.com as an audio file. Cause I think it really helps the community as a whole. But even if you don't send us feedback, just ask yourself that same question and maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll shift something in you because uh, we're all working in this together and I know. Yeah, man. Who knows? Maybe we could touch base back on this. That's right. In a week, it might all change again. Probably will. So, um, all right, y'all. So thank you to our sponsors, everybody again. Thank we you have- to everyone. Please follow us on Twitter. Yes. Twitter.com forward slash she podcast. We're trying to use it more and we want to grow it. So yes. Help. And ask hashtag ask she or ask Shep. You can uh, use that hashtag to, to talk so with us via Twitter. I know. Ask Shep. Ask, ask Shep. Ask Shep. Ask oh, she And yeah. we'll see you. So we've been trying to engage a lot more there. Absolutely. Thank you, Jessica, for that. And yep. we will talk with you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace out, home slices. Yo, baby, bye.